Welcome to the United Cast, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United, I'm your host Matthew and we're back, it's the first episode of 2023 and boy oh boy what an episode to start with, uh, Manchester United 2, Manchester City 1, uh, yes no 6-3, we, we, we don't do that anymore, we, we don't lose um, by loads of goals anymore, um, in fact we don't really lose anymore. Um, how the plot thickens, hey? How the plot thickens indeed. If you'd have gone to August, right, of this season, it would have been oh, it's going to be Liverpool and City again, winning everything. All, all four, you know, they're going to the, the four competitions are going to be shared between them. And I know that the season's not finished, but it just feels like there's a change going on, and. It's really, really interesting. I just like a lot, a lot of emotions today. A lot of emotions today. This felt like watching a cup final. Um, I love football. I love Marcus Rashford, and uh, so far, I love Ten Hag. Um, wow. I just like. Like going into this game, I just had this little feeling of our city slipping away are it is are, are things starting to change a little bit because football does kind of work a bit like that in um like eras you know I, i'm i'm just stunned by this game i'm totally stunned um after we went 2-1 up i got off my bed and cuz I, I was sitting on my bed to watch the game up until then and I was like watching the game, but was pacing up and down for, for for the entire rest of the game, and had my hands on my head and was just you know when you just got that sort of anxious that that's like that's like a good anxiety because we're in a obviously we're in a good position we're winning two one, but there's so many good things going on in this team at the moment and yet another win for Eric Ten Hag's Manchester United. We've got areas where we can improve, definitely. Um, but there, there's something... And, and Ten Hag's still not even been here that long. What we got? Um, July, he arrived. July, August, September, October, November, December, January. Just over six months. but Five months, roughly, if you want to count. Um, the actual game time, obviously. We, we were playing pre-season and stuff in, in July or June or whenever that was. Um, but there, there's definitely been a mentality change within this team, and for the better. I mean, when we went one nil down, I thought like Man United aren't back. This is Man City; they're gonna, they're gonna do it again because that's how it's felt for the last couple of years. Is like, no, you're not good enough to beat City. Nah, you're good enough to do certain stuff. Not good enough to win anything for over five years, almost. But you're not good enough to beat City. That that's that that feeling came back again, and um, I'm very glad that I mean I wasn't I hadn't like given up. You never give up. You don't give up until the final whistle. You you don't do it. And um, this team didn't give up today, which was which was amazing. And you just saw you just saw like. 
there was a period of maybe five or ten minutes after they went one that up. And you thought, oh, the players have given up. There's still like 20-something minutes to go. The players have kind of given up. And what's going on? Are we going to roll over and let City beat us again? Um, maybe win another league again? Because although this is very early in the season, these these sorts of points, whether it's one point, no point, or three points that you get, they're very, very important. They're very, very important. They all add up at the end of the season, don't they? I mean, City only won the league by one point last season. So wherever they had turned, you know, a draw into a win or a loss into a draw, every point counts, every point matters. But um, I'm proud of this team at the moment. I, I really, really am. Um, this is This is a team that... Like, I can I can really see something happening with this team. I don't want to get ahead of myself and be like, oh, we're going to win the league and all this kind of stuff. I mean, we're not actually top of the league. And we, are, we still are behind City. We're still a point behind City. But there's just a positive aura around Man United at the moment. And it's, it's, such, an, it's such a nice thing to, to experience again. And... Uh, Look, I mean, since I, th- I think since the end of the World Cup, since we came back after the World Cup break, I think we've won every game, haven't we? Which has been, I'm not sure how many games that's been, but I think we've like not lost for 16 games or something. There's been a few draws and, and things like that. Because um, what was it? We lost the first two games, we lost to City, we beat Liverpool, we beat Arsenal, we beat City now. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he, this even goes as far back as like... You know, we lost those first two games very badly, and it was like, oh, things haven't changed. Is Ten Hag gonna get it right? Have the have the signings been good and all this sort of stuff? And then you know, Liverpool was next, and we all looked. You, you, every person in the world would look at that game and think, now nah, we're gonna get rolled over four or five nil again. Um, but this isn't the Oli era anymore. I mean, towards the end of the Oli era, and obviously during some of the um, uh, Ralph Ragnick. Yeah, in, in in those different sort of eras, at different points in those eras, um, it was just we, we kept getting battered and it was like, okay, who, who can we beat, you know? Um, but yeah, it's been a massive, massive change. Um, and this is, it, it, it's, it's almost like, because I looked at the Southampton game that they played, which I don't know how seriously Man City take the Carabao Cup, but they have won it quite a lot recently. I looked at that and I thought, in the quarterfinals, you know, if they'd have beaten Southampton, they'd have possibly gotten us or, or, or whatever. And then obviously we beat, um, who was it, Everton? Was it that we beat for the uh, quarterfinal? No, um, Charlton. And, like, I, I watched the highlights of those games, of that game, and the two goals. I think it's always important to remember with those sorts of games... Don't be scared of Man City. Don't be scared of Liverpool. You know, I know that they've dominated English football for the last, let's say, five years, five, ten years, roughly. Other people have won things, obviously, you know, within the last ten years, Leicester won the league. Um, but it's been mainly City and Liverpool, you know, Champions Leagues and all the Premier League titles, and Liverpool won the league, and Liverpool almost did the quad last season. Um, but it will be very, very interesting, like... 
will Liverpool Liverpool or City win anything this year? Because we could and they might not. And that would really signal like a turn for things to come. I might be getting ahead of myself, but I'm I'm just looking at the way things are now. Um, But no, speaking of the the game itself particularly, um, I thought we had a lot of fight in us. Um, A lot of really, really careful football. And there's lots of different types of match that you can that you can enjoy watching. There's like end to end games where it's like five four or four three or something, and there's loads of goals, and it's just goal after goal after goal. And then there's games like this where it's sort of two one, and it's really really cagey, and every player is waiting for that like misplaced pass or the 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 player that doesn't control the ball ball properly, and then the other team pounces on it or or whatever. Um. There were some mistakes that we made today, but overall, you know, it, what matters at the end of the day, we won the game. We only won it by one goal, but that's all you need to do in the Premier League. Uh, and we come away with the three points and City don't. The the Where where the concerns started to come in was we went 1-0 down and it was long ball to Rashford, long ball to Rashford, long ball to Rashford, over and over and over again. And I think Rashford might have gotten like an injury or a knock at some point. Good thing we didn't take him off. Um... And it's like, no, nah, we, we can't fall into this, like... Because Rashford just started getting marked out of the game. And, of course, that's what you do if, you, if you're if you City and you realise the way that we were playing. Um, our first goal is one of the craftiest goals in football I've ever seen. Um, yeah. Wow. Um, probably should speak about Rashford. He's really... It's interesting when you look back at him last season. Clearly there was something wrong with him last season. I did a whole podcast on it. And I said whether it was to do with the Greenwood situation. Or if it was, you know, he's got an injury. Or um, a few other... I can't remember everything that I said. But it was those two factors. And whether he's still got that back injury and whatever. And okay, you know, there was points in this game where he looked a bit slow and whatnot. Because he was clearly carrying a knock. But... um, it's also coaching as well. He is still a relatively young player. Um, I'm really, I'm so so happy with how how well he's played this season. And it was disappointing to see fans last season say like, "No, we have got to get rid of him. We have got to sell him." You know, he's he's had one poor season. Would he get five goals last season? Um, but even sometimes last season when he was injured, he'd still grab you a goal. Um, but now he's scored what like nine goals or something like that this season. Now he's doing doing incredibly well. He he keeps continuing to score. The frustrating thing about not about Rashford, you look at this game and you look at because midfield we were fine. Okay, Man City do have a better midfield than us. Like if you look at Rodri, Gundogan, and and De Bruyne, that's a quality midfield. And obviously we had Donny out injured. Hopefully he's going to be all right. Casemiro has been the glue that's been holding everything together. He's been so, so good so far this season. Bruno, sure, is a bit erratic, but whatever. And Eriksen is uh, not as young as he used to be, but still very, very good. We're just doing this awkward thing up front where it's like, okay, Rashford definitely is a starter on the left. Who do you put in the middle? Do you put Martial there? Do you put somebody else there? Obviously we've got Weghorst from Burnley or Besiktas. I'm not sure what's going on there, but... He's on loan now, and Anthony was brought for the right-hand side. We're missing that centerpiece. That sort of... and Him and, Mar- him and Martial, Rashford and Martial, have got a very, very good footballing partnership. But we need that other player. I don't know what Weghorst is going to bring to this. I don't really know much about Weghorst himself. 
But you could see from this game, it was like, Anthony's in the middle, now Rashford's in the middle, now Bruno's in the middle, and now Rashford's on the right, and now Anthony's on the left, and then Ganacho's bring ball on. It's just too, like, shift and shift and shift, you know. Um, it's just a problem because we've got about 10 wingers and one striker who's sort of a, a winger, and then we've got a striker who's on loan, and Ronaldo's gone, and all this type of stuff, so... A striker is desperate, just for that sort of balance in the team, just for that centrepiece. Um, also, there there were so many notable times in this game where we clearly wanted to cross the ball in, but there's just nobody in the box for the header, and we just kept losing the ball every time. So that was what that was one of the the, the annoying parts of this game. Um, but going back to some of the positive talk as well, um, I mean, that's not really that that's not really me saying negative things about the game. That's more just observations about things that didn't quite work um very very confident in this team i was really shocked at how well we kept the ball sometimes oh no you've lost it oh no you haven't oh no you've 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 still got it uh, and there's a couple of players i want to give a lot of praise to for that um two particular players actually three particular players from today one basaka casemiro and fred all three of them got themselves into very uh tricky situations um and managed to hold the ball really, really well in, in a lot of cases. And it might seem like such a simple thing, but games like this, it's fine, you know, moments like that. It, it's moments like that that can that can change the game. Something as, something as simple as a player losing the ball, the opposition's got it back, they can score from it. Um, especially with the team as, as ruthless as City. Um, I was quite surprised at how quiet... I mean, Haaland wasn't really quiet per se. He wasn't given much service, which I was surprised by again because you've got like Foden and Grealish and you've got De Bruyne. Mares is really good. Um, it, it was interesting just watching, trying to watch City this game and work out like... They kept trying to get penalties over and over and over again. And there were so many times where I was like, get up. You know when you watch a player like clearly dive or clearly look for a penalty? And it became apparent at a certain point. It's like, is this all that you've got? I think this was when it was 1-1 or maybe when it shifted to 2-1. And City started looking a bit desperate. And that was kind of one of the differences in this game is when we went 1-0 down. Okay, heads dropped for for a bit. Because uh, we had worked really hard. Then we got the goal back. Once we got that equaliser... That's where City started getting desperate, but we we were the more successful desperate team today. Um, so yeah, really, really interesting game. I mean, the Premier League itself this season, like, no, nobody would have approached anybody in Jan- mid-January and said, oh yeah, Newcastle and Arsenal, they'll be in the top four. Most people would have said at the start of this season, like, oh, when we get halfway through it, rough, because it's roughly halfway through now, um, they'd have been like, oh no, City will be at the top and Liverpool will be right behind them or vice versa and then there'll be like two teams following them after that, maybe Chelsea or, you know, whoever but it's so interesting this season it's just so, so interesting and I'm I'm, I'm loving it so far uh, alright, let's get into the goals actually there's nothing written down here for the first half because nothing happened in the first half um, we made a sub uh, 46 minutes, Anthony on for Martial and not Anthony for Anthony Martial. We have three players with Anthony, don't we? We we could have a front three of Anthony Alanga, Anthony, and Anthony Martial. I don't know what Anthony's surname is or what his what his first name is. 
Um, but yeah, we've got Anthony, Anthony Langren, Anthony Martial. But anyway, Anthony on for Martial. Um, you kind of looked at this game later on in the second half and thought, should we have kept Martial on? Again, he wasn't having a great game, but just for that balance and that sort of centerpiece and to stop the front three from shifting every five minutes. Uh, but no, it worked out. I don't think Anthony had like the greatest, greatest game. Um, but Marcel did look like he was lacking a little bit of something. And what was kind of a bit scary about today is I was like, okay, this this starting eleven is fine. Um, like I'm not really a fan of Bruno out on the right, and you know, uh, it, it just I don't know. I was I was nervous going into this game, obviously. Um, and I looked at our bench and I was like, oh, okay, you know, um. There's no striker. There's like three wingers. Okay, Garnacho has been very good lately. And then there's like uh, the the young kid we had on against Charlton the the, the other day. Um, and I was like, oh, what are we what are, what are we doing if we go one nil down? And Garnacho turned out to be very very important for that. Um, I would say Garnacho's substitution was more important than than Anthony's. But again, if if Tenog was looking at Martial and thinking, ah, he's looking a bit leggy, he's looking a bit sort of. Maybe he had a knock or something like that, uh, so it's good to good to sub him off. Um, then Graylish on for Foden. This made me feel foolish because I initially laughed at the substitution, <laughs> and I was wrong. Because uh, about um, or was it three minutes later, Graylish scored. Um, I know Graylish scored, and this might seem like a weird thing to say. He's really overrated, wildly overpriced. I mean, it's Man City; they don't really care. They've got unlimited money, but. Um, I mean, I think Foden's a much better footballer than Grealish is. Much better footballer. But uh, Grealish scored and Foden didn't. So, you got me with that one. But then we still won the game. So, you know, take from that what you will. Uh, but yeah, that's the sub that they made. Um, then they scored the goal, which was very frustrating. Um, De Bruyne crossing it into Grealish for a header. I was disappointed in the defence for this one. Casemiro doesn't manage to close De Bruyne down. I can't remember where Malasia was because he's the left back and Shaw was on that side as well. Wan-Bissaka and Varane, I think, could have done more for this goal. Neither of them actually jump up for the ball. Um, and I think most people would agree... Varane, if Varane had challenged him in the air, which he didn't for some reason, Varane is better in the air than what Grealish is. Uh, not, not on this occasion, but... Um, I don't know, we sort of just switched off for for, for a minute. Um, I think the Rashford temporary injury sort of threw the team slightly. Because there was a sense of rhythm that was lost and City, I think, capitalised upon it. So, there was that. Uh, then Gonacho on for Ericsson. Um, that's a sub. I, I, was, I was sort of looking at that as well. Um, I would have... Uh, yeah, that's that's what I would have would have done. Um, actually, but before that, I was gonna suggest um, Anthony on for Ericsson, and then have Anthony on the right. It would have then been Martial and and Rashford, the other two, and in the midfield of Bruno, uh, Fred, and Casemiro. That felt balanced at the time. Obviously, that was earlier in the game, but. Um, yeah, Garnacho turned out to be the super sub, not in terms of goals. I mean, you don't really have to score a goal to be a super sub per se, but um, what what he does in that second goal, I mean, there's some, there's two very fascinating goals to talk about here, which I, I loved both of them. I'll talk about them in a minute. Um, but yeah, Eriksen started to look a little bit leggy. Um, don't forget, he does have, I think, a, is it a pacemaker or something? Um, 
he was playing well in the game, but I, I think the game was starting to speed up and sort of get away from him a little bit. Um, so that was a smart substitution, I think. Um, so, yeah. Again, me saying he's got a pacemaker isn't taking away from his ability as a footballer. I'm just just reminding people. Not not a lot of people seem to really quite remember that. Um, so, in in terms of like the fitness level of where the game is, I'm not saying that he was unfit. It's just it was later on in the game. He was looking a bit leggy. So was obviously Martial earlier in the game. So um, sometimes you just got to take off players that the the game is getting away from a little bit. There's nothing wrong with with some fresh legs later on in the game. So that was smart. Um, then Bruno Fernandes scored. What a fascinating goal this was to, to witness. Um, so, I think it's Casemiro. Cas- yeah, it's Casemiro listed for the assist here. Passes the ball. It looked like, because obviously when goals like this are happening, it's all happening so fast and you don't get to see everything straight away. Um... Casemiro passes it, Rashford is offside, and sometimes the angle where it's shown on TV, you can't always tell if it's offside, and I didn't pick up upon that. My thought was just, oh, Rashford's through on goal, <laughs> and then that was that was, that was was where my my mind was at. Um, and then it look, it kind of looked like Rashford touched the ball like, on the first sort of quick um, event of it. And then it looked like he sort of knocked the ball on for, for Bruno and he scored. And then the ref said offside. And I was like, oh yeah, kind of, Rashford was probably offside, wasn't he? Rashford is offside. He doesn't touch the ball, though. And Rashford's got, like... Because when Rashford's put in these situations, what he's mostly got to do is, okay, use my pace, control the ball, and put it in the back of the net, right? It sounds simple, but that's, that's, that's what Rashford's like best at and that's a really good attribute to have but he's got to do like an unusual type of thinking here of like okay the ball's being played through to me as a striker but I can't touch it I don't know if he knew he wasn't supposed to do that but he doesn't he sort of Rashford sort of has this moment where he's looking around for a minute and waiting and then the ball just kind of goes past him I'm not sure if Rashford thought okay I need to sort of be in the way of the ball not touch it. I don't know if he if he knew because to me in in Rashford's mind he's probably thinking okay just run onto the ball control it and put it in the back of the net. I don't know. I, I couldn't quite tell. Maybe he did. Uh, I couldn't quite tell if Rashford knew. Okay, I have to not touch this ball and let it go to Bruno because he can't touch it. He can't touch it and then pass it to him. So that's actually not offside. He is offside, but he doesn't touch the ball. Um, you don't usually see goals like this happen in football very often because usually that player, whoever whoever would be in Rashford's position, would just be like, oh yeah, I'll just you know not not thinking about whether I'm offside or not. Because when you're in that situation as a striker or even just as an attacker, you can't be like stopping and thinking, hmm, am I offside? Because then the ball's gone, chance is gone. You know, you have to just run onto it and score. Even if you think, even if you're thinking in my head, oh, am I offside? You know, no, you, no, you you've got to just, especially in a game like this as well, you've got to just take it and. Uh, and uh, so I'm not sure exactly what was in Rashford's mind, whether he knew or, or, or didn't. Part of me thinks that he did, but I don't know. Um, but Bruno was like, okay, I need to obviously run towards this, and uh, he ends up scoring. The funny thing about this, because the Man City defence is probably so focused on, like, he's offside, they're not really paying attention to Bruno, and they kind of let him go a bit. And then, they're, because they're so focused on, like, Rashford's offside, it's not a goal, call it now, ref. Uh, again, Man City being a bit distract, bit more distracted than than usual, which was interesting. Um, 
But what, what a what a weird crafty kind of goal. Um, but it counts. It counts. I mean, if Rashford like physically intervenes with play, like pushes one of the, the defenders, then that is probably well, it's, it, w- it still wouldn't be offside, but it'd be like a, a, an obstruction of play. Um, but no, he he doesn't. He plays it pretty smartly, and that made it one-one. And they they couldn't argue against that. I mean, they tried to, but wow, what a what a funny, strange goal. Interesting. Uh, and then Marcus Rashford scored again. No, sorry, didn't score again. Uh, well, he scores again, but his first goal in this game. Balls played through to Garnacho. I think it was from Casemiro or one of the midfielders. Um. He makes a very good decision here, Garnacho, and I'm very happy that he did. Um, ball gets played out to him on the left. He does this, like, spin of sorts. And I was like, oh, no, he's lost the ball. You know when a player, like, spins around like that? Because we've got to remember these people. I was going to say characters. These people are humans. They, you know, can only move in a human way. Uh, he did this sort of spin. And when a player spins around like that, I'm like, oh, no, he's lost the ball. I know he's got it. Oh, he's passed the Rashford. Oh, he's scored. Uh, so it was very, very quick. But if he passes that ball on the first occasion, I think it was Walker that was next to him or whoever the defender was, they would have blocked it and we wouldn't have scored. Um, I, I think what Garnacho's intent here is instead of, okay, I'm going to whack this ball across the pitch, uh, across the, to, to, to Rashford, he, I, I think in his mind he's got, like, okay, I need to make sure I'm controlling this properly, which somehow involved him, like, spinning around, but then he turned the defender and does this, like, crafty little pass with his left foot. Initially, that looked offside as well. Uh, and again, City a bit distracted. Mashford, Rashford is uh, unmarked for this goal, and Edison didn't come out for it. I think, again, they were looking at Rashford and thinking... He was offside, he wasn't, it was very, very close, but um, such an interesting goal, such an interesting goal. Um, yeah, good stuff, very, very good stuff. Uh, and then, so yeah, weird, what a, what a funny goal. And then, just had this realisation, like, oh, the goal's given, oh wait, that means we're beating Man City, and... Did people expect that? I'm not sure what the general consensus... Because usually you go into a game and you think, oh, this team's going to win or this team's going to lose. I'm not sure where the mindset was. I hadn't really read or listened to a lot before the game, like game previews or... I mean, I don't really do that a a ton, but... I hadn't really read a lot of coverage for this game before it happened. Um, But what was on my mind going into this game was... Man City just lost to, lost to Southampton. I'm not sure if they meant to or not or didn't care because they're going for their third league title in a row and probably their first Champions League. Um, and we've been in incredible form lately. We've drawn a couple of games here and there, but we've won like a bunch of games in a row and haven't lost for a while. Is that... And I, I thought like, I think we got a chance today kind of thing, which is which is nice to think. I mean, you should always root for your team, but... Sometimes you have to you just have to look at the form book, um, but then it's like no, we we are two one up against City, um, and I was like you know end the game now kind of thing. So uh, that was all that. But two very very good goals, kind of strange goals, but but still well taken. Um, and then friend got booked and Gasimiro got booked. I can't remember what that was for. And then the, the late subs. The, this is the sort of I'm gonna throw a bunch of defenders on, take off you know Rashford and and, and some midfielders and that. Uh, late game legs, you know, e- even if it is the 90 plus minute, this is when you make these types of subs. 
So Maguire on for Rashford, McTominay on for uh, Casemiro, and Martinez on for Malasia. I'm not sure who was playing where at that point, but I think we were playing with one less attacker, which makes sense. You're 2-1 up, you do not need another goal, you just need to hold what you've got and take the points home. Um, I mean, you look at subs like this, right? You look at our bench. Okay, the general Man United fan at the moment isn't a fan of Maguire and McTominay. In this situation, it's fine to bring them on. They are defensive players. Um, taking Casemiro off was a bit strange because he was having just... I mean, lately, recently, like, he's been absolutely incredible. Um, Rashford, again, you, you've got out of him what you what you needed to today and, you you know, you rest him at that point. Uh, and it's always good to see uh, Martinez as well. Malice, had a very, very good game as well. But uh, bringing, uh, bringing the butcher on, I think... Uh, Made sense. There, there was a slight worry of like, is somebody going to run past Maguire because he's slow, or is McTominay going to make a make a mistake? Part of that was on my mind, but if you're going to be making defensive substitutions, this is kind of what you've got to do. I'm just a little bit surprised that uh, Casemiro was subbed off, but still, um, there you go. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and uh, who's my man of the match? Oh yeah, of course I know who my man of the match is. Um, yeah, take a break, come back in a minute, and we'll do player ratings. See you for that in a minute. Hi there. If you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name, we've got good news for you. With our affiliate link with Kualu, you can click on that link, which is in your show notes, which is for our affiliate link. You can go over to Kualu to get started with your website and domain name today. They've also got a very handy chat support system which is usually in the bottom right hand corner to send messages back and forth to koalu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today so that's koalu and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today thank you very much to koalu for this affiliate link Hi there, if you'd like to get rid of the ads in Entertainment Talks podcast and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes, we've got good news for you there as well. You can subscribe to Entertainment Talk at either the $5 level tier or $10 level tier. The $5 level tier will get you access to all of Entertainment Talk's previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for. If you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier, that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned, and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show and a general discussion on that show, or a film review of your choice. So if you if there's a TV show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it, we can watch two episodes of that TV show or film review. So it's one of either of those per month. Of course if you continue subscribing each month you can pick a TV show, then a film the next month and so on and so forth. This is a great way to support entertainment talk, get your ad free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice. Thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening. Back to the show. Let's get into the player ratings for today's game. Starting off with our man of the match, I think I've got to give him a 10. Sure, he could have scored like one or two more goals maybe. Did what he needed to do. Caused one of the weirdest goals, craftiest goals I've ever seen in football. So it's Rashford. Going to give him a 10. He's been incredible lately. Um, other options for him would be good to like rotate. Obviously, Garnacho has filled that in very, very well at times. Um, but no, he just keeps on scoring and is totally a different player to what he was last season. Um, I never gave up on him. You can listen back to whatever podcast you want from last year. There was games where I was disappointed in him, sure. But, um, I never gave up on him. 
Uh, and he's th- this is more of I still don't even this isn't Rashford even in his prime. I don't think this is still like a relatively young Rashford. Not not young in terms of like you know nineteen, twenty, twenty one, but still relatively young. Still is developing things. Uh, Ten Hag has done wonders with him, I think. But it's that mentality, the fitness. Uh, he's back to his best, I think. Just hope, just hope he's completely fine for next game, uh, which is Palace. So uh, he gets a ten. Uh, David Haya. Um, I'd give him. I think I'd give him a nine, not quite a ten. There was a few times of this distribution where he gave the ball away. Uh, he did have a lot more of the ball than than what he maybe should have, but. We knew how this game was going to play out in terms of like the possession. Man City were going to have the possession. We were going to win it back and try and hit them on the on the break. Not in the like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer style, but similar, uh, in a much better version of of that. But maybe could have done more for the goal. I don't know. But um, some of his distribution today wasn't very good. But uh, still had a, still had a very composed game. And it was funny the um, camera shot of him at the end just laying on the ball, just like yeah, ref, you can. Uh, you could learn the full-time whistle if you want. I <laughs> thought that was good. Wambasaka, I'm giving Wambasaka a 10. I think he's really turned around uh, these last five, four or five games that he's come back. You know, uh, Delo came into the team. At certain points, he had like Lindelof at, at right back and different players at right back. And we all thought, and I, I remember saying on different podcasts, like, I think Wambasaka's done. You know, Tenag doesn't, doesn't, uh, doesn't fancy him, does, doesn't see him. And then Delo, I think, got an injury. Was it from the World Cup or something like that? And he looks at not not just like back to his best. Wampasaka looks different, like different to what he looked like before. He's doing different things that we haven't really like. You look at a certain player, and there's certain things that you know that they're good at, they know that they're bad at, and you sort of know how they're going to play. He's playing differently, I think, as well. And some of the some of the tight areas he was in today keeping the ball I was very very impressed so good on you Wampasaka you know and this is this is where this competition thing is so so important I hoped that he would have looked at the low and thought I'm out of the team I've got to go work hard do whatever I've got to do in training and when I get back on that pitch when I get selected I've got to do what I've got to do and then maybe the low will think well, now I've got to do what I've got to do granted he's injured at the moment because um, I don't really know who the first choice is at the moment, and and they both offer a bit of a different thing. I still think Delo's more of an uh, attacking fullback, and Wambasaka is more of an, a, a defensive fullback. But um, that because there was a report, like I think it was uh, right near the end of December or something, that like Man United are looking to ship Wambasaka off and get a, get a replacement in. Um, if he continues to play play like this, you don't need to do that. He was really really good today, um, so. Good, good, good on you, Wambasaka. We we all thought that you were out the team. You know, other people who aren't right backs were being played in that position, and this isn't just like oh, he's come back and had one or two games. No, it's been like four or five or something like that. Um, the important thing today is you, you did it against City, and when you do it against the big boys, the big teams, uh, the Cities, the Liverpools, teams like that, that's where it, like really counts. You know, so good on you, uh, Varane. Thought I had a really good game again today. I think I'll give him a ten. Uh, in fact, I'll give the whole back line a ten. I think. Um, actually, uh, I was gonna knock 
one point or something for, for the goal, but I'm, I'm not going to be that picky today. Uh, I'm not in a picky mood. I'm in a happy mood. We beat in Man City. I'm going to give the whole back line a, a 10. I thought they were really, really composed, a lot of them. Uh, Varane was great. Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw filling in as a left centre-back. Um, it's good. I mean, for him and for Ten Hag, he knows that, okay, if Malice is playing... I can still get game time because I can still play at left centre back. What's so funny about that? There's actually something a bit funny about that as well. If you look at Lindelof and Maguire, who Ollie used to pick every week, used to play bad almost every week, they didn't get dropped no matter what, and you know, obviously we didn't have Martinez back then. Um, Maguire was the undroppable captain for a long time, for, for too long. Normally, what used to happen is, okay, you're going to pick one of the left-backs, so Shaw or Malasia, and if Maguire's available, he's playing. He's on the bench today. And it's not just another centre-back that's taking his position. It's somebody used to play left-back. Uh, yeah, somebody used to play, who tr- traditionally plays left-back. But, um, I mean, we've seen before in like a back five where Luke Shaw's played like the left centre-back. But he can do both, clearly. Uh, I mean, Shaw's very experienced as a footballer. Sure, he's had his ups, he's had his downs, but playing very well at the moment. Um, but it, it gives Ten Hag more options as well. Like, he is, if he is a bit low on centre-backs, I, mean, I don't know what's happened to, like, Twanzebi or whatever. Obviously, Bailey's out on loan or, you know, whatever whatever the case. Um, but no, you, you, usually for a game like this, you'd be like, okay, no, Malice is not playing. Shaw's at left-back, Maguire's at the back with Varane. Not today. Not today. Uh, anyway, good stuff from them. And Malasia, I thought, had a really, really good game. Um, this is a good game for Malasia to have had as well because he's not got much experience. He's not been on these types of big stages before. Um, he's still very young and developing, but he he held his he held his ground really well today. And Mares is a brilliant player, you know. Um, but uh, he played very, very well. Uh, Fred. Um, I'll give him a 9, maybe not a 10. I think 10's a little bit too high. Um, Fred. Fred's such an interesting player, isn't he? Um, he had one of his, like, 9, 10 out of 10 sort of games today, I thought, as well. Mis- he did do the Fred thing a couple of times of misplacing a few passes. But one thing United fans and I've said before about Fred the thing Fred's best at is getting stuck in being tenacious and using his energy he's not the strongest player but he'll he'll get a foot stuck in and he'll run around and like close people down and when you've got a midfield that you're playing against which has got Rodri oh it was, it was Rodri Silva and uh and the Bruyne a lot of talent there but if you close them down they can't do much um I thought Fred handled that very, very well today and uh, stood stood his ground a lot of times and played really, really well. So good thing that, you know, we picked Fred, played, played against Baton City and he didn't drop one of his 0 out of 10s because it's not nice to see Fred drop a 0 out of 10 type performance. So it was good. Um, am I going to give everybody a 10? No, there's there's two players I'm going to give slightly lower scores to. Uh, I'm just looking at the team sheet. Casemiro I'll give a 10 to as well. He's just changed our midfield. It's so interesting if you look at the Oli era and the, some of the Ragnar era. Um, and it was like, Fred and McTominay, Fred and McTominay, Fred and McTominay. Every week, every week, Fred and McTominay. And we knew for so long, like, okay, Matic is getting older. 
Matic has left. What are we going to do now? Garner's gone to Everton for some reason. And then we get a World Cup, uh, not World Cup, um, uh, a, a Champions League winner in in Casemiro. Um, has he won the World Cup? He probably has, hasn't he? With uh, with Brazil, probably. I don't know. Um, forget about that. Yeah, he's a you know Champions League winning Casemiro in his prime. Um, was somebody that we desperately needed, and he he was brilliant yet again today. And he just pops up in important areas where your CDM is needed, and uh, he's he's been incredible recently. You know, um, Bruno Fernandez um, played out of position today. Obviously, over on the right hand side, it's a fill the gap type of thing. I don't really like seeing Bruno out on the right, um, but worked in the way it needed to again it's that shifting at the front three and like okay you want to play Ericsson and Fred and Casemiro so Bruno's got to go somewhere else um better in this game still a couple of too many Hollywood passes but he's getting a bit better with it recently a bit better with it recently um I'd uh I'll give him a nine, ten sort of sort of score. I, the two players I've got in mind are, are the the other two to, to give slightly lesser scores to. But no, Bruno was brilliant again. I thought today and uh, capitalised on that chance really well. That's really really important, of course, as well. So good stuff. Uh, Ericsson, I give him a six, average six maybe. Um, I thought he was our worst player today, but he still did well. Um, I looked at the team sheet. Obviously, when it came out this morning, and I was like, hmm, Ericsson, somebody... And it worked out in the end, we won the game. I looked at Ericsson, and I thought, okay, if you put Bruno there and put Anthony out on the right, that feels more balanced. Sometimes it's not about the personnel, sometimes it's about the balance. And I just looked, and I saw, like, oh, Bruno shifted out to the right, Ericsson's in midfield. And I like Ericsson in midfield, but it means that Bruno's out on the right. And even if you take out, obviously you're not going to take out Casemiro. Casemiro and Fred are like the the workmen today. They're like they're like the people that are going to get the tackles in and be tenacious. And you need two of those against City sometimes. It was just a case of you shift out somebody in position. So uh, I don't know. I think Eriksson should have been used as a as a sub later on, but um, not as great as game. It was it was a little bit quiet, but still a decent game. Rashford already talked about Martial. I'll give him. I'll give him an average six as well. I don't think he quite got into the game. Maybe he was carrying a bit of an injury. I didn't see any like actual reports on that, but he was sort of jogging around a bit. Not in a lazy way. I think he was maybe carrying some sort of injury or something, but uh, got subbed off, which was uh, the right choice to make. Um, but again, you take Martial out, who plays there, you know. Um, we, have, we haven't got anybody else. And we'll see what Weghorst does to this team. We need another striker. As well, because Weghorst is not a he, he's a he's a different person to use. But I mean, Martial's not how old is Martial now? Uh, Twenty seven. He's not the youngest person. He's still got a lot of time left in his career. We need that next, like Man United's next striker, like that sort of twenty four, twenty five, somebody that more closer to the age of Rashford. That's going to be here long term, and we can build something with. Weghorst is somebody to fill in the gap. Um, but we probably won't buy that. We'll probably buy that person in the summer, which, you know, we should have bought whoever that was in January. And it possibly should have been Gakpo, and it possibly should have been Felix, but it is what it is. Um, 
So that's that. Let's move on to the substitutions. Uh, just to tell you who was on the bench. Anthony, who was obviously brought on earlier. Alanga, Garnacho, who was brought on. Heaton, Lindelof, Maguire, who was subbed on. Uh, Manio, this is the young player that played against Cholton. Kobe, uh, Manio, he is English. Um, and he's 17 years old. So, I'm not sure what that means for Zidane Iqbal, because he's been impressive when we've seen him. So, who knows? Hopefully Iqbal's at least playing for like the youth team or something like that. Um... So we'll see. Uh, so it's him, and then Martinez, who he's brought on, and McTominay, who we brought on as well. Missing players, we know about the obvious ones, so I won't go over him. Uh, Delo with a thigh injury, Sancho lacking match fitness. Um, I think he was at the game today. Twanzebe, still, this app still says he's lacking match fitness, but it's been like that for almost a year, so I don't know what's going on with Twanzebe. Uh I haven't heard about him sort of playing for the youth team or I, I haven't heard anything on Twanzebi. Last thing I heard about Twanzebi was in the summer when they said he was part of the B team um, for the Europa League squad and Phil Jones wasn't in it. Um, and then Van der Beek with uh, his newer knee injury, which is a big, big shame because he started to actually get some game time and... Uh, bed himself into the team so that's a big big shame for for Donny uh, I suspect Delo will be back soon Van der Beek's going to miss the rest of the season which is a big shame um, Sancho I think will be back soon and I don't know what's going on with Twanzebi so and of course the other player who knows that's been uh, roughly going on for about a year now so we shall see um, who is the other player that's uh, not listed here can't think. I think the likes of um, maybe Palestri and like Shoratire, because I think the the Isla's on loan. I'm just trying to think of where some of our younger players are. They're probably all playing for the youth team at the moment. So there you go. Because we do need another option for that right hand side. Um, although Palestri made a, a decent appearance the other day. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But anyway, we beat Manchester City. Did you expect that? Did you not? Um, I had a feeling that we would, but it's a cagey game of football, but my God, this felt like a cup final. Love football. You love it when it's like that. It's tense. Had me pacing up and down. Like I was, I was actually pacing up and down in my room, uh, stood up watching this game. Um, I haven't done that for a while. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that much. Um, I didn't even do that in the Liverpool game when we beat them. What was that? 2-1 when we beat Liverpool? Third game of the season. Um... I don't know. There, there was a bit of a different momentum with that game. Where it was like, okay, we we might win this game, um, but I've not done that. I've not done that for a bit of time. But um, that's football to me. That's football. That's that intense. You know, you get over the line and you beat your rivals. Um, question to pose for for everybody and for myself, I suppose as well. So where are Man United at? You know, we're in the. So how, how are things at the moment? We're, we're still in the FA Cup. We're in the semi-final of the Carabao Cup. We are... Where are we doing in the league? We are now third in the Premier League. Three points in front of Newcastle. Same games played. One point behind Man City. And Arsenal are five points in front of City. Arsenal have also got a game in hand as well. Are we in the title race? I think so. I think we are. I mean, 
what sort of numbers define the title race? Like, how many points do you have to be behind? Because we are... Four, five, six... Yeah, six points behind Arsenal, but they have got a game in hand. Um, Arsenal could win this league. They they, they could. Um, the funny thing was is with Newcastle because Newcastle are technically in the title race. Nobody would have said would have said that in the summer. Nobody would have said that in the summer. Um, Newcastle don't have Europe. Us, City, and Arsenal do. Uh, and we've also got FA Cup, obviously. Um, Newcastle, they haven't got it either. They've, yeah, Newcastle, Newcastle kind of got the advantage in a way. I know that they're the, they're the bottom of those four teams, but Newcastle have got basically maybe three cup games left because the two semi-final games of the Carabao Cup and then the final if they get through, and then just the league. That's it. Um, we've still got obviously got the Barcelona stuff. We've got the FA Cup, got the Carabao Cup, got the Premier League. So much football still to be played. Um. I think at the moment, I would say we're in the title race. Do I think we're going to win the league? Um, we could, but I remember... The thing is, we've been burned before in these situations. I remember, was it two seasons ago, we were fighting Liverpool for the Premier League. I can't remember who ended up winning it that year. I think it was City anyway. Uh, I think that was the 20... Yeah, that was the 2021 season, because City have won it 21 and 22. Uh, this year would be three in a row if they, if they won it. Um, and we had a game against Sheffield United, and we were a couple of points clear, maybe. We took the game far too easy. Sheffield United realised it. I think they still got relegated, um, and they beat us 2-1. And then our momentum shifted, the confidence shifted, and then we just dropped off from that. And it takes one game to change some momentum like that. But if we'd have beaten Sheffield United, we might have well won the league that year. Um, so who knows? But we've got to keep this confidence high, this momentum going. Uh, it, it's it's looking good at the moment. On the other hand, um, we've got, was it Southampton, Newcastle, Nottingham Forest to get past? For the Carabao Cup. There is no excuses not to win that cup. Now although we've gone on a long. League drought. Which is obviously 2013. 10 years. Our trophy drought for this season would be 6 years. It's currently 5 technically. But it's it's 6 this year. Because it was 2017. Uh, Europa League. we got to end that trophy drought. Whether we do or don't win the league is one element. But that, Car- that Carabao Cup is more attainable than the Premier League. Because that's something that's actually in our hands. Because at the moment with the league, it's not in our hands. We're not top of the league. Like, we can't necessarily stop City, because we played them twice now, or Arsenal, necessarily. Unless we beat Arsenal next time we play them on whatever, which is actually next weekend, isn't it? That's going to be a big game as well. Um, But the Carabao Cup is in our hands. We've only got Nottingham Forest in the semi-final. They are terrible this season. Are they bottom of the league? Um... Oh no, they're 14th. Um, and then we've got either Newcastle or Southampton in the final. There's no reason whatsoever that we can't win that. So in terms of like how I expect us to do for the rest of the season, league title, it's a possibility. Top four is the more likely thing. FA Cup, no idea yet. Europa League, no idea yet. It's too early in those competitions yet. That Carabao Cup, there's no excuses. I do not want any excuses from that. City are out. 
It's literally just Newcastle, Southampton, Nottingham Forest. Newcastle are very good right now, but there's no excuses. Though that that competition is is in our hands to to win, and I'll be I'll be very very disappointed if we don't. Very disappointed. But we'll see. Anyway, things are looking very, very good. I'm really looking forward to, you know, now I'm back in the swing of things with podcasting. Brought a few things back recently. United Cast is back. What a, what a perfect game to bring this back for as well. So, and I didn't pick it deliberately. I just sort of was like, hey, that Saturday, Manchester Derby would be a good one. So, and it turned out to be the case. Um, wow. Good stuff. Good, good stuff. Marcus Rashford playing incredibly well. Uh, a lot of the players playing incredibly well. And Tenog. I don't know what you're doing, but you're doing something right. You're doing something very, very right. So let's just keep this up, shall we? Let's just keep this up indeed. Anyway, what are your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments about the situation? Do you think Man United are in a title race? What do you think of the Carabao Cup draw? What do you think of the FA Cup? Uh, Europa League chances? Uh, How do you think Ten Hag is doing? What do you think of Rashford? The point situation? Just everything. There's a lot of stuff going on. But this, this, even outside of Man United... Watching like Newcastle do what they're doing and Arsenal be top of the league is fascinating. As a, as a football fan still, it's really fascinating. And to see also, especially Liverpool slip away, they're currently drawing 0-0 with uh, Brighton. If Brighton beat them today, Liverpool drop down to 8th. That's really fascinating. Like They lost 3-1 to Brentford. Uh, New- uh, Man City are not completely sw- slipped away as much as Liverpool have, but slipping. they're slipping away a, a little bit. Um, I wonder if City took this game too easy today. Possibly. It seemed like it at certain points. So, anyway, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter, eTalkUK, is contact page information in your show notes. Email box on the website version of the episode and the clickable email name in your show notes as well. In the meantime, everything you can find us doing on EntertainmentTalk.org and podcast platforms, Entertainment Talk, TV, games, films, main night podcast. Take a look out for what we do and where you can find that and everything like that. Uh... If you want to tell other people about what we're doing, they don't have to be United fans. It could be Arsenal fans, City fans, Forest fans, whoever. Wrexham fans, maybe. Uh, whoever they are or whatever, uh, tell people that you know about what we're doing and where they can find it, either by just telling them or using social media. Patreon, $5 or $10 level tiers for the free podcast review options. Have a look out for that as well if you'd like to. That's how you can support us. Uh, TV and film news over on geektown.co.uk, Geektown Radio. As for renewals, cancellations, pickups, air dates, Geektown Radio is back this week as well. Go and check out Tuesday's episode for all of that. Um, I haven't done housekeeping today, but Last of Us is coming out very, very soon. Next couple of days, in fact. We did a long preview podcast. It's Wednesday. It's already done. You can go listen to that if you're intrigued. It's going to be kind of the next big TV show that people are going to be talking about. We'll be covering it. I'll be probably loving it. Uh, it's going to be a podcast on Monday and then a full breakdown review of the first episode on Wednesday. But go and listen to the preview if you can. That's over on the world of The Last of Us. Uh, a bunch of film reviews recently, film previews, that type of stuff. Check out all of what we do, basically. But uh, Geek Time Radio, geektime.co.uk, Tuesdays, renewals, cancellations, pickups, edits, TV news, film news. Uh, Bex is streaming still regularly over on Twitch, Trista BYTES for retro, classic, and game streams. Me, Twitch, eTalk UK, and YouTube Entertainment Talk Plays. I have done a few other episodes of the FIFA career mode, uh, both the end of my previous season and the start of the new one. It's not gotten off to the best of starts, I'll say that. Uh, but uh, you can check those episodes out on YouTube. They're actually labelled by season and episode now, rather than just part 12, part 13. The, the new thing is called season 2 with the episode so check that out as well if you want to but thanks very much for listening brilliant today um yeah just brilliant it's it's uh 
it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Uh, thanks very much for listening, and I'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>